0: to blacker couch reviews i'm your host christina we are back for the penultimate episode of vikings season two episode nine the choice written of course by michael Hurst, directed by ken garotti i gave this episode a 9.7 out of 10 we got a battle we got a reconciliation and we have a plot underfoot wherever you're listening to this podcast Podbean, Stitcher, Apple, Spotify, go down to the rating section, drop some stars, leave a review. My social media will be there as well. Like, share, and subscribe. If you are inclined to send feedback, blackercouch at gmail.com, or you can leave a comment below. And let's get into it. King Eckbert is learning from the past. He's learning from the great Julius Caesar of the Romans, whose battle tactics... Using the terrain against his enemy was able to make him very accomplished. So he wants to know how how the Romans conquered the very people he himself hopes to conquer, which is his fellow kingdoms and also the Northmen. He informs Athelstan that after the attack on Aethelwulf and... The rest of the other men that all died he must fight Ragnar although it doesn't seem like Ragnar to Athelstan that he would have attacked to begin with or that he would not negotiate he wants land and Athelstan says I'll go talk to him but he is forbidden to go in camp Ragnar tells Horik his decision made it impossible now to negotiate that the arm ring armband was a sign of good faith but Horek reminds ragnar once again that i am the king and if you have to go around saying that that means you don't have any power and all he seeks is to kill his enemy all he ever sought was to kill his enemy and he'll have a talk with Ekbert when his head is attached to his hip Oh, hi. Thanks for checking in. I'm still a piece of garbage. Here's my thing. Here's my thing, King Horik. Why did you just assume your skills were so good that you could... I mean, he wasn't the worst in battle, but he certainly... He certainly should have at least assessed his enemy before he made the decision that he could just strike him down quite so easily. Like, you should not overinflate your own sense of of capability you need to go in with caution at the very least secondly what's this revenge shit how you want revenge on someone who's defending their own land if anything they should want revenge upon you and thirdly how do you think as someone who doesn't even speak the fucking language that you could decide that you're gonna come in this place and steal some land for yourself. Lagatha, who's trying to play, you know, devil's advocate, keeping it leal, like, okay, I understand killing the enemy could be a, you know, if we defeat them, we could be in a better position to negotiate. So, war it is because it's now two against one. Floki is of the opinion they worship a false god and are all vermin. Later that night, Bjorn approaches his father and says he cannot sleep. But he assures him the seer, who is neither alive or dead, saw his future. And it doesn't mean he will die tomorrow. He is going to marry a princess in a faraway land and go over some seeds where the tides disappear. You're doing shit and stuff and things
1: can't you see he's the man let me hear you applaud he is more than a man he's a shiny golden god
0: Horik over there watching tells floki about Baldur, the favorite son of odin and how the sly one floki well loki in the tale was always envious of his preferential treatment and wanted to find a way to kill him and <laughs> Hork is like exactly exactly what the sly one needs to do athelstan continues to struggle with his faith as he has seen proof of the gods ragnar worships and prays to not only allow ekbert to live but ragnar as well on the battlefield ragnar tries to urge caution and that the field is not properly assessed for the capabilities we don't know how many they have Maybe we should, nope, nope, I said move forward. That's what we're going to do because I'm the fucking king. Man, you know what? I'm tired of you. I'm tired of this shit. And thus, uh, using the terrain, Eckbert and King Ayla and his men are able to whoop their ass. They get their asses handed to them. But it is beneficial because it proves King Horik is insufficient and to blame for the failure. Everyone could hear Ragnar and his opposition, his need for wanting to take some time and not be so overzealous. However, because the king gave his word, that is what everyone followed. Despite never abandoning a battle, it's a foreign word to them to hear the the cry the order being given by Ragnar who set himself and tells everyone to run. However, Rolo is severely fucked up by being ran over by a horse. How the fuck did he not die? I do not know how they did that effect, but it is every time I see it, I'm just like, oh, everything in my body just broke. And then you see what is likely teeth coming out. Oh, brutal, brutal. Even though he clearly opened his mouth and there was no <laughs> missing or fucked up teeth, but I don't blame I don't blame you for not wanting to mess up that pretty face. Athelson finds Rolo badly injured but alive on the battlefield. King Ayla even recognizes him as Rolo Ragnar's brother. He said we baptized him, not that it did it any good. You needed to be petty on the battlefield after you won. Even though I keep recalling the fact that <laughs> they did king- kill Ragnar himself, King Ayla's brother, <laughs> and put his dick in his face before he did it. So, due to the connection to Ragnar, Eckbert wants him saved. Ravens encircle Rollo, showing that he is indeed blessed by the gods. Ragnar does not hesitate to put in King Horik's face his failure not to negotiate. But King Horik says, "The gods fated it to be a failure." What did he say? Hey, what kind of bullshit is this? From King Horik, Ragnar is seen someone who's clearly using the gods in his favor. He uses it with Floki. He uses it to explain away his victories um, and his failures. But when it's victories, you know, they're always taking credit for those. It's never Odin did this. It's my name that needs to be known. You always see how that happens uh, in any type of faith. Bjorn is pissed they lost, but Bragnar tells him he did fight well today. While he thinks Rolo died, Ragnar is less inclined to believe so, saying he is very tough. Due to his badassery, Bjorn is nicknamed Ironside. <laughs> and I can't help but think of Transformers. Lagatha knows they need to make decisions, and quickly, Bjorn wants to stay in England as long as there's a chance to get his uncle back and tells the king directly petty ragnar so king what are we fated to do now
1: every time i'm in the street i hear lee, 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 lee. Randall, where you from?
0: if Horg didn't want to kill him before he certainly wanted to kill him at that moment his face toted all he's just inwardly a humiliated because it was his call you can't say that oh, we lost a whole bunch of people. We got our asses beat down and the opportunity to avoid all of that because the king decided that I wanted to fuck everyone over. Yeah, you are on the stage not fooling nobody, sir. King Ayla celebrates with Aethelwulf and it's clear that King Eckbert used knowledge to his advantage. Which isn't appreciative by King Aayla. He's like, books? I don't know anything about these things called books. Athelstan goes to speak with Rollo, who is alive, but thinks King Horak was right. And Athelstan did betray them. And I'm like, how did you come up with that conclusion? Just because I'm dressed like a priest? I never said that I wasn't, bitch. <laughs> but I was thinking, damn, with the... With Floki, Horik, now Rollo, 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 you can say it any, either way, it doesn't matter. Um, his stock with the, with the, with <laughs> the Vikings are going down. Ragnar and his camp bury their dead via the longboats. In the bath later that night while everyone's drunk. Eckbert proves his political Savvy maneuvering by being honest defeat of one northman army is not a long-lasting solution they will continue to intrude on their shores with more numbers and angrier and thus we should negotiate to enlist them as mercenaries and their quest to overtake mercia king Ayla is convinced and athelwulf suggests that athelstan be the envoy though ekberk fond of him isn't keen because he may be killed Aethelwulf did laugh in his face like yeah you didn't see his reaction when I mentioned your friend's name I highly doubt it (laughs) but if he does fuck him. Athelstan receives a lukewarm welcome Floki making fun of his attire Horik shaming him for being the king's pet but Bjorn recalls him as someone he hated as a child then grew to love and Lagatha, seeing the offer, says she and Ragnar will meet with the king, with or without Hork's presence.
1: Now, fuck that bitch! Fuck that bitch!
0: Fuck that bitch! I do appreciate that Lagatha has independent thought, even though she could default inside with Ragnar. She's able to understand. At least being, you know, being in favor of something that may favor her. Ragnar agrees to walk with Athelstan partway back to the castle because he know that Hortic ain't shit. And we see conclusion of that when there's men in the woods that are trying to kill him. So he puts his arm around him to make sure he's protected because they will not dare harm Ragnar. Because that would just basically be an all-out war (laughs) his son right there that shit is not going down very well he is happy to see him asks if he returned to his religion he says he is in agony because he still believes in this christian god but also believes in the pagan gods ragnar hopes one day their gods can be friends In all honesty, they did. I mean, pretty much most of Christianity is based on pagan rituals or beliefs. It's just a merger to appease the masses until, you know, the Reformation where shit got fucking bonkers. I love the scene in the forest, how it was lit and how it was shot. Ragnar returns his arm bracelet, letting him know he still trusts him and that he still has his absolute faith. And that he's still part of his family. Ekbert tells King Ayla he will be the hostage exchange. Or exchanged. Instead of Aethelwolf, Because he doesn't need to suffer twice. While they negotiate. And the man is beginning to see the stark ambition in Eckberg with unease. Because he can't say no. Like oh I can get someone else. Oh no 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 I'll play my part. But he's not going to be there when things are negotiated. He gets no say in that. Ella's exchange says they are all welcome into the villa or the castle I'm gonna say villa however Floki and Ragnar have a brief dispute over why they should save Rolo or the priest as Ragnar accuses him of being untrustworthy in front of King Horik because in Floki's mind he betrayed us he tried to kill me I don't like that motherfucker he killed Arne I ain't forgot about that Queen Kinslayer was over there gushing in her panties. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I could not with her open thirst. Upon hearing the generous offer, like, hey, I'm prepared to offer you to pay you a tribute. I'm also prepared to give you all these acres of land, but in return, I would like for a the raids to stop and b for your mercenaries to join us or the princess in her battle to get Mercia, Lagatha, and Ragnar. Immediately accept, well, <laughs> or <Oryx> receives. <laughs> It also must be humiliating that he's like, I think me and King Ragnar are of the same mind. Like, who the fuck are you? So you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. This is the threat. This is also what comes with power. And when people turn to a competent leader or a leader that is more, that offers them more, If you are that king, you have no choice but to automatically see them as your enemy, particularly if you're being stupid and trying to humiliate him. Like, you really came at Ragnar first. There's nothing that couldn't have worked out for everybody y'all's first raid if you hadn't been the one trying to divide your earls so that you can then have those two against them so they, they could... Then the the most powerful one that was up against you is now against Ragnar. He's been setting him up from the get-go and Ragnar fucking knows it. And he tried to play nice and now it's like, yeah, you don't have any power. Those who want to fight stay while Rolo is taken in by the family. He gives Athelstan the choice. Do you want to stay here or come back? But know that I want you to come back. Brief scene in Cadigat, Princess Aslug approaches Torin training in the yard who's trying to be like Lagatha. and while Aslug teases she understands, she grants her her freedom to pursue her relationship with Bjorn as a free woman and gives her a gift. Eckbert is saddened by the loss of Athelstan. You cannot convince me they were not Shadow writing a gay love story here. But Princess Kinslayer is excited by her new recruits, appreciating their finer qualities so much so she wants to breed with them. Freaky. I can learn a lot from you, gotta come teach me. Ooh. What I really like about Vikings that kind of separates itself from Vikings Valhalla is there attention to the detail of the little things like the husband or the the wives of the husbands or the sons who don't come back you know mourning the deaths and then you have Siggy who sees the state of Rolo that's your first news of what has happened in the hall Lagatha is offered to stay uh, by Aslug and she welcomes Athelstan as well who admits he came back because despite his religious turmoil Ragnar and the rest of them are family Torsten tells him to drink priest Bjorn learns his woman is free now Ragnar immediately after checking on his wife and kids goes to see his brother and is by his side as his wounds are tended which look very painful and the episode ends with Floki who is propositioned by Horik to do what we do not know but after after what hath previously occurred there could be no debate that he is out for vengeance against ragnar and that is how the penultimate episode ends It's going to lead up to a very good finale, one of my favorite episodes of the series. We do have feedback from our first-time viewers, so let's hop into the mailbag. Mail, motherfucker!
2: What up, Stina? This is Mimi. This is my feedback for Vikings episode nine of season two yeah like i said i'm power through in these episodes i know you don't have a set schedule and you're doing one a week but i just can't stop i need to know what's happening (laughs) constantly over and over again um this episode I, i you know it wasn't as i feel like there was a lot of excitement and a lot of uh moments where I was like really enthralled, but when we get back to Wessex, especially when it's the kings talking to each other, it's kind of boring. Or, you know, Athelstan, the, when he's with the king, you know, it's not as interesting. I think I care more about what's going on with the Vikings. Um, I'm very interested in that queen, or she's the princess of uh Mercia, Mercia, <laughs> She's such a hoe, and it's hilarious. Um, and I ain't even mad. it's I know you used to always say that the the women from like Britain were like in love with Vikings, but like, I guess you know i I think if you hear rumors like it it's definitely something that I could say from watching TV. I, I'm not a history buff like you Christina, so I don't know how, how true this is. But we always see women in like royal society basically like sex to... they're treated like sex is just appropriate, not for pleasure. It's only pleasurable for men and you know I... they're allowed to seek out like the whores for you know the the wild kind of sex. The sex that involves bearing children is just laying on your back doing nothing. So much so that when the princess was all up on the king, he was wore the fuck out. She was on top and he was like, and He was like, I'm finished. She was like, well, I'm not. And he's like, I don't know what you want me to do about that. <laughs> this was last episode. But, you know, we, we see Vikings. Sex is pleasurable for both men and women when you're, like, a, a free woman. Um, I'm assuming it's unpleasurable for unfree people just in general. Um, like, they they have sex because they enjoy it. And, yes, it's also to have kids, but sometimes you just want to smash. And you don't, you're not necessarily thinking you're going to get kids because, um, It's been years with Siggy and Rolo, and she don't have any kids, but I, like, I assume she was past childbearing years. I kind of feel bad for Rolo. Um, mostly, like, not counting what happened today, but, you know, he doesn't have a line. Like, he loves his nephew, and I'm assuming he loves all his nephews, so, you know, he's always going to have them, but he doesn't have any of his own children. Um for a multitude of reasons. I, I should say children that we know of because uh, he was a hoe before he might have some children out there but like I guess even with vikings bastards aren't as important. <laughs> he doesn't have any legitimate children. Um, speaking of Rolo, when I saw him fall uh, because of um, the prince and then he got trampled by the horses like i literally screamed and my like heart stopped like i couldn't even fathom that rollo who is a fucking powerhouse of a fucking warrior was hurt and got trampled and i just i just was like he is he can't be dead he's fucked up and it's gonna take months like Honestly, I thought he wasn't going to be able to move his body because that fucking horse stepped right on his chest, stepped on his, like, like that shit, depending on how they fall, could have done a spinal injury. I was just, just assuming the worst, you know. Um, and then when I saw Appleson, and I was like, oh my god, please, Rolo be alive. And then, because they go around, you know, killing all the people that aren't quite dead yet, which I feel like is pretty, you know, I mean, I don't know that they're doing it for noble reasons, but I feel like it's probably for the best, because just to be sitting there bleeding out, it could take hours for you to die, depending on your injury. Um, terrible um, way to die, uh, instead of just being taken in battle. But Rolo looked like he was going through it. He clearly had some broken bones from being trampled by the horse. He would look like he was struggling to breathe. I just, ugh, I don't know. When Appleton saw him and he was looking at the... I'm assuming those were crows, they were cawing. But I know I, I, know now that ravens caw too. I don't know the difference. I would have to see them up close. I don't know if there's a certain like, pattern certain birds use when they're flying over prey. The thing is dead. But both crows and ravens eat dead flesh. So I don't know which one was which. But I think he took that, Appleton took that as some type of sign. Um, and I'm just trying to understand. Like, I understand Rolo saying, you know, King Horc was right. Um, you betrayed us. But I don't understand why King Hork makes that assumption. And I also, even if he did, it's his survival. He's back in a territory where the Vikings are nowhere around. He was gonna be murdered and it was either conform or die and he didn't even he actually was gonna die no matter what because he was a Christian with the Vikings and the only reason he survived was because the king saved him and the king was like I'm keeping you around don't tell anybody but I need you to you know translate this uh, or I guess transfer this text into Uh, this book, but nobody understands. So really, his emergence, you know, being a part of the Vikings culture is what saved him. But I don't think he did anything that would be betrayal. I mean, he was saving himself. He survived and he did what he had to do. But I just don't for a second, I don't believe for one second that King Horde would Trade everybody's soul, including his son, to save his own ass. And I, when he did that, I said this in my previous feedback a couple of times already that when he told um, uh, uh... Ragnar that, you know, y'all board couldn't come on the raid with them after backing out on his word, I knew he was untrustworthy. Because I feel like, especially you know being a king and being a, you know, a high born like your word is supposed to mean something and if you could just say something and go back on it why would anyone believe what you said like I feel like that's how wars start you know and it it also makes me think that the whole reason they started warring was the truth like that land probably was you and because he's untrustworthy and he's a liar he took it um, with the pretense that it belongs to me if I'm remembering correctly, because I thought that's what started the whole thing. Um, but, like, he seems as though he's plotting against, uh, Bjorn, um, Bjorn Ironside. <laughs> he is now dubbed, I just, I don't know, like, Loki is disappointing. Fl- uh, Loki. Floki is disappointing i can't say that i ever care for him but now i'm starting to dislike him because it's like now that like applespin is was gone like was he expecting to just suddenly be ragnar's like bff again was he was just ragnar was supposed to just not like pretend like App- Appleton never existed i don't know but i feel like once Appleson was gone and floki and Ragnar were together, it seems like their relationship deteriorated. Um, And, I mean, there's no way of knowing what happened behind the scenes. They only show us what they show us, and I can't even remember those two talking to each other a lot. And, I, I don't, like I said before, previously, I don't know if Floki was ever Ragnar's best friend, but I know it was the other way around. And I feel like He's letting his, you know, jealousy dictate his behavior, kind of like Rolo did. And it's really disheartening because, I mean, Floki was a lunatic, but I respected him because, you know, even though, like you said, he's a radical, you know, he still was loyal. And now he don't even have that. Like, I understand King Hork is a king. But Ragnar had your back, and he trusted you with something important that even started all this. And, like, I don't know if Ragnar thinks of everyone as his equal. I, I can't say that I ever put a lot of thought in it. But I know when him and Rollo were raided, he told them that they were equals. So I feel like he thinks that about everybody. And it's clear that King Horrig is just using Loki. Because at the moment, just like Siggy told him, that they, him and uh, Ragnar are on the Alps, um, And I don't know if Siggy is still feeding him information for the same reasons as before. Um, but this shit's about to blow up. And it, it, it makes me so angry that it's supposed to be one of Ragnar's friends that is going to be pulling the fucking trigger Blowing up the spot, it's it's like I said, it's disheartening. It sucks, but it doesn't surprise me about King Horik because I knew he was gonna be trash a long time ago. It's unfortunate though that it's one of Ragnar's friends that he has to worry about. Um, and then let's get to uh, Lagatha. She was being a boss bitch per usual. Um, I love how you know she was in the middle of the battle. Um, I don't like, though, how, like, it just seems like, even though, I mean, I guess it does make sense, like, when they were in battle, that last battle, um, when Rolo got really hurt, um, it looked like Lagatha was with, um, Ragnar, like, you know, we should wait, like, I know you guys see the, the army, but you have to know that the army's bigger than yours and even if it, you didn't know that don't you think it's better to scope out what's going on that we have the advantage do you really think that they wouldn't have thought this through they were here already when we got here why would why would you assume that's all that it is it wasn't even that many people they got fucking slaughtered because king horrid thinks he knows everything he's like yes you're a king And clearly you're a warrior because you're going in battle. But can we talk about this, please? Like, why are you so hell-bent on getting us fucking killed? What's the point of seeking revenge when you all fucking die? It's stupid. And it's clear the only reason they didn't get slaughtered was because the king didn't want them to be. And they retreated. But it it was a fucking massacre. And they didn't know that the other king was coming. Which is exactly why Rolo, not Rolo, I'm sorry, Ragnar wanted to talk to the king, but King Horik just thinks he is like, I don't know, like, like he said, favored amongst the gods. Like, have you not looked around? You don't think Ragnar is favored? <laughs> they say they're descendants of Odin. <laughs> it don't get more favored than that, sir. I, I just, I don't, I don't understand him. You know, you didn't already lost one son, you just want to lose, you don't care about the other one, <laughs> you don't care about yourself, you just, you just want to be taken out, you just, or you're so determined to get your revenge that you're like, if I die not, fuck it, I'm thinking that's what it is, um, uh, but I, I love the battle, it was very entertaining, I don't like fights like this, but it was, I think it gave me a, a good understanding of the way they fight because even when they're outnumbered, they still give it their all. Um, they were all fucking covered in blood, like Bjorn's whole face is just covered in blood, Lagatha's hair was all in a disarray, um, she had blood splatter all over her like side of her face. Um, so, you know, I, I appreciate the aesthetic of it all. And I, like I said, I appreciate her fighting. I think it's funny that um, Bjorn's girlfriend was like practicing fighting. She want to be like, uh, I want to be like Lagatha, and then Aslaug was like, Why does everybody want to be like her? It's like, have you not, have you not seen her? She's a boss bitch. And then it's like, seriously, what's the alternative? I, like. I can't be a princess because I would have been that already. It's not something you can just imagine and then you are. It's something you, you are born into. So it's either I'm a slave girl or a shield maiden. Huh, what a tough choice. <laughs> um, I do think it's sweet that she uh, made Bjorn's girlfriend a free woman. Um, I don't know, like I said before, like I want to trust her. So I think she, I think she did it out of, I want to, I want to believe that she did it out of good, sir, her heart. But only time will tell with this show, um, because, you know, she does have those premonitions and she sees what the gods want her to see. Maybe the gods saw something in her that, you know, is going to be beneficial. Maybe the next raid she'll go on too, because she'll be a better fighter. I don't know. She got a lot of work to do, so probably maybe not the next one. Um... We'll we'll see. Um, I'm glad Athelstan is back with his uh, boyfriend because uh, Ragnar was missing him and it was apparent and uh, clearly Athelstan missed them too and when he said, you know, Ragnar, Bjorn, you know, all you guys are my family. So I was appreciative of that. The king looks super, the other king. Uh Wessex looked pretty devastated when he realized that Eperson had left. But at least he didn't take anything, so he just decided he wanted to be with his people. I guess the pagan gods won this round. <laughs> um, yep, yeah, I think that's all I have. Until next time, love, peace, fair, grease, and black girl magic, Queen of the Couch me out.
0: That was Queen Mimi with her thoughts on the episode. So most of this you already know because you watched the finale, so I will just go mildly interesting for (laughs) some of your suppositions. I will say the sexual revolution about how women are supposed to not enjoy sex, all of that is actually more relatively modern 18th century to the 19th century when there was a repressionist movement in society. But believe it or not, back that back in the day in Middle Ages, um, and even uh, in other places of the world, particularly though in Europe, women having an orgasm was actually encouraged heavily. So like you're both supposed to have orgasms, so you, you can create a baby. So the idea that that was put in everyone's head, like, oh, this very long prevailing theme is actually not until the Calvinists and the Reformation period do you really start to see the church turn, particularly the Protestant church, turn much more shameful towards sex. Whereas Catholicism, which was the prevailing religion before Protestantism Protestant I hate that word. Protestant. <laughs> see, I always say it missing all of the syllables. Um, That was when it was all about, you know, the woman isn't meant to have pleasure. It was like trying to punish women for for the original sin, because that's how they remix the fucking Bible. This is when you start getting into like religion and you see how much bullshit <laughs> it's, it's very easy to understand (laughs) even how it was reformed through its own entire institution oh it's so contrived so very contrived and popular in the behavior it's why most people did suffer and that's still a prevailing idea even though it's technically so out of date it's in the times of the serfdom where you know just suffer in this life and and you'll you'll have a better one in the next <laughs> moving back on to vikings rollo did look like he was half crippled i mean damn i don't know if it was ravens or crows either but it felt he was at death's door so i'm gonna go with ravens athelstan was accused by king Horik of selling them out to king ecbert but that is hearsay, saying at this time, no one's willing to believe the king flat out lied to everyone <laughs> about what happened to their last party. Floki loves Ragnar, but he's also been shown, as you say, to be a little radical and a little jealous of the relationship he has with Athelstan. Lagatha has something to prove, I think. So of course she ain't, you know, ready to simply stand in Ragnar's shadow and nod her head like a good boy. You know, I think she wants to weigh her own autonomy as well. But then she quickly realizes, okay, that I I, I tried it. It didn't work out in my favor. <laughs> now let's try it the other way. <laughs> but I do think. You know, her being hesitant and showing that she's not willing to simply lick at whatever Ragnar says is the only reason that was written in like that, in my humble opinion. And lastly, yes, Vikings are very prolific and proficient warriors. I mean, they have, when you go into their history, you go into uh, France and Russia and uh, most of the European empire is based on from vikings and their raids and their settling and descendants of vikings that call themselves other things as the years go on as their identity changes but the origination of that is vikings so yeah they were the superior warriors and it's because they go in the battle wanting to die i mean you can't but most people go in the battle just like wanting to survive (laughs) Not I will fucking be happy to die. And not only that, the better I perform while I'm in battle, the higher the chances are of me getting in, into Valhalla. So they fight with a with a, with their identity, with their culture. So the stakes are far more uh, just more than anyone else is is because uh, there's too self-preservation is to be thinking that way in battle. And they have the ability to surprise you. But that is all that I'm going to comment on until we do jump into the finale, which I will be very, very, because it doesn't seem like you are aware at all of what is to come. So that's going to be exciting. Last and certainly not least, we have Queen
1: Shy. Hey, Christina, it's me, Shy. I'm here to give my feedback for Vikings episode nine of season three. Finally, was able to play catch up on this one. Um, I was hoping to be able to do it uh, during the week, but that wasn't the that wasn't gonna happen. So um, here I am doing it now. It's Saturday, and I'm trying to catch up on a bunch of things and shows and all that good stuff. I think my work, you know, putting in, um, working out into my day has also, um, made it harder to, uh, do things in the evening cause I do a workout in the evening time and in the morning cause I'm really trying to get my mind and my body right, um, for a lot of reasons. So anyways, um, as for this episode, um, I will say, I'll start by saying um, King (laughs) Horik. I mean, he's been annoying me the whole time. But, I mean, it's like, I don't even know why people think they can trust anyone um, in this, you know, in that that time. Because it's just like, you know, we saw how he went back on his word with um, Hurl Borg. So, to me, that shows his character right there, and how he is that he's one he's quick to turn on you when he thinks he has the advantage or he's trying to get the advantage or whatever the case may be and so and then we see how he looks down on um Ragnar, even though um Ragnar has done a lot for him, and um he's kept his word and he's you know done the things that. Um, he's asked of him, <clears throat> but you can see the jealousy and the envy seeping in, um, and he can see that Ragnar. I think you mentioned it. Uh, there's Ragnar doesn't respect him, um, so that's pretty evident by um, the things that have happened in previous episodes, and then we saw in this one, you know, and and, and this, you know, and sometimes. My thing is, you know, he, Ragnar has proven himself to be a powerful warrior and as a great strategist, and you know his intuition has been on point, um, which is why they were able to raid the time that they have and come back successfully. And so for King Horik to, um, out of ego, um, not want to listen to him, and of course. He's out there for revenge. And that always blinds people to the dangers and red flags that are out there as well. <clears throat> and so, you know, he didn't heed Ragnar's warning. They went in full speed ahead and they got their butt kicked. So, and, you know, there, and then, of course, at the end, when it was, when they were walking back, he doesn't want to take the blame. It's like, you're the king. You're the leader. You're the one that led them to that slaughter. So, yes, it is your fault. You need to take accountability. That's a big thing with me. And it's like the fact that he wanted to um, shed the blame for all that happened and not be accountable for the fact that he led his men to an ambush. I mean, that was that was crazy to me. But, you know, typical. I mean, when you have a man of that type of character, you know, they're not they they are not going to. And so I don't see him being. Head of anything for very long because I just think and he's already doing the same thing that, um, dang it, was the earl that he took that, uh, um, Ragnar took to Harrelson. He's doing the same thing that Harrelson did, trying to do something on the side, do something behind, um, Ragnar's back, recruit people to his side, and Harold and Harold too. It's like, don't these people learn their lesson? I mean. I don't see this ending well. I mean, Floki. I mean, he's he's um he has his shady ways about him, um but at the same time, and I you know, and I'm thinking a lot of his issues stems from Ethelston, um and that relationship, um and the fact that you know Ragnar is has changed. But it's only, you know, since he's been the Earl and, you know, cause, and I think about that too from season one to now, you know, him being this farmer and with all these dreams and visions of, of a different or better life. And then all of a sudden he's the Earl and now he's running side by side with the King. And so, yeah, he's not that, um, simple farm man from season one, episode one, so and I think Floki feels some type of way about that at times. Um, and then of course his um, friendship with Ethelston, someone that he doesn't respect. Um, so Floki has his um his uh conflict within. Um, but I just don't see that. I just like when Har- Harl Borg thought that Rolo would do um i mean he did some things but no at the end of the day he he um went back to his brother and so i don't think floki i don't think uh Horik what Horik think is floki's gonna do he's gonna actually end up doing because at the end of the day and especially when floki has feel some type of way about Rolo um and his actions so I mean, unless he's gonna turn around and be a hypocrite about it, I don't see this going well, but we could see that um he's trying to recruit Floki into the thing. Um, then we got Lagatha who is such a badass. I mean, I just I mean, I you know, I get it. But I just liked her and Ragnar together. I loved their relationship, that dynamic and this dynamic with um his new wife, I mean, it's not. It's not. I just. It's not as. I don't. I don't like it as much. I mean, good for him that he's got more sons out of the deal. But as far as the dynamic and how they pushed each other and how you know just how they were with each other. I mean, that was, his relationship with Lagatha was the superior one. So, but I mean, he messed that up, and so it is what it is. Um, we got Bjorn who was named, um, Bjorn Ironside. I don't know if that's supposed to mean something and, you know, Viking mythology. if <laughs> That's a thing of, you know, that's gonna be, you know, something that's gonna, um, you know, just like Ragnar, his name, you know, that kind of thing, the myth, you know what I'm trying to say, legacy. That's, I think that's what I meant. Um, so, but we'll see with that. We saw that Rolo got hurt, um, which is, it's just weird. I mean, they just, I mean, he just looks at Ethelstan and just gets mad um, because he was, I mean, like, what did they expect him to do? You know, he was, (laughs) he, uh, I mean, this, what is his um, native land? Um, He is English, and they did take him, and yes, he lived with them for many years, and then they brought him back, and they left him there thinking he was dead so he assimilated back with his people i don't understand rollo's anger about talking about you betrayed me like how how did they betray you i don't i mean what is the thoughts behind how he was betrayed i'm not because he's in christian garb again um like what do you mean what you wanted to be in <laughs> like i don't know so that was interesting so maybe i'm missing something on that angle Um, I ain't trying to delve too deep into the whys and the whys of it all. So, um, those are just my thoughts on it. Um, we see that Ethelstan still, I mean, is continuing his conflict and he talked to Ragnar about that. And so, um, he returned to, um, um, with the Vikings. Uh, we see that, I mean, I, I didn't like, um... Dang it. What's the king's name? Eghart, Whatever. You know what I'm talking <laughs> Uh But he's a pretty good dude. I thought he would be a lot more vicious and evil and, you know, a tyrant. But no, he's like Ragnar. He's, he's fair. He can be fair. He's about um, the visions of the future and um strategizing and things of that nature so him and Ragnar they're a lot more alike um and he's about you know what is better for the people more fighting more this or trying to find common ground and so I like that I like that he um was trying to I mean he doesn't look down on them as much as his counterparts do um and he'll try to learn their language and their customs and stuff like that. I think that's great. Oh, my time is up. So on that note, until next time, I love, peace and Black Girl Magic, Queen of the Couch, Shy. Thank you, Queen Chai, for
0: your thoughts on the episode as well. Not much to add because I can't say anything. I literally cannot say anything other than Bjorn Ironside was in fact a true son of Ragnar Lothbrook. So, Bjorn Ironside is mentioned in the Norse legends, 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 the saga of Ragnar Lothbrook and the tales of Ragnar's sons. Bjorn being one of them, he was a, you know, suppositioned, because these are sagas, so they're stories. But, many believe they're pretty much they're 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 true but um or at least have some truth to him but he was a norse viking chief and he was also a swedish king uh so he he does indeed have a very very complex future in reference to the actual biography we'll see what they do with him in the show and other than that, I, I, all I could say is mildly interesting. <laughs> uh, you like the Aslog, uh, or not the Aslog, the, the original relationship. Everyone likes the original relationship. I think that things happen, you know, but what did, uh, Ragnar gain? You know, he gained access to say, you know, I'm married into royalty and, yeah he got his sons as well one would say she didn't get as much as she wants because while she has everything one thing she does not have particularly is Ragnar's heart in the same manner I think that he does genuinely love her for what she has brought to his life and I think he loves her because she's a good person but He's not in love with her. They don't share the same commonalities. You know, you grew up with servants and spoiled. I grew up as a farmhand. So you don't have that that wealth of history, that depth of understanding. And that's always going to cause a divide between two people. Whereas, of course, he has that relationship with Lagatha, But time changes and people change. And I think that, That's just part of it, (laughs) you know, so I, while I do understand what you mean, how you feel, I don't disagree with you, but I also, I'm not, I'm not, and again, this is not my first time watching the show, so I have to caveat that point, but I don't recall ever really truly missing the relationship because it did feel like that it was something that was sacred, was great, was cherished, but time moves on and living in the past of that just was not, I guess beneficial to viewing both characters for me in their trajectories. And maybe when you come back in hindsight, we can kind of talk about this in like the fourth, fifth season. Um, Maybe it'll be something that'll bring me back to this conversation. Um, And I can go into a little bit further about that. And then you can reinforce or, you know, expand on your feelings on that. I've fully been, I mean, I don't even consider Aslog or Aslug, you know, a relationship worth noting, other than she's the mother of his children. Like, clearly, I believe that Ragnar is in love with one person and one person only in this point in his life, and that is Athelstan. <laughs> you could have more than one love, but yeah uh that is definitely his boyfriend okay he got happier to see Athelstan than he looked with his wife all season so we're going to conclude the podcast here if you want to send feedback once again blackercouch at gmail.com until the next time peace hair grease and blacker magic